baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, good morning. Hugh apparently is up for another job. What's that? Another historically black proud institution Which is going to is going to hire is it uh, Morehouse? I know what you're setting me up to do, no, but I also I, said... Nothing when I, but respect for Hugh Jackson. I said when he got canned at Grambling, I go, he got better. I don't understand why they let him go now. Morehouse College had, negotiating with Hugh Jackson to become the next head football coach. Well, he they won more than they did the first year and the second year, and then I'm like, why did they fire him? I He's don't understand. He's not going to Less House College. He's going to Morehouse, Morehouse College. College. Why, did they, why did they fire him after he won more games? I imagine... He was doing some Hugh Jackson stuff hey, behind I don't, the scenes. I'm not a, hey, that was Tone. That was not me. <laughs> Just want to let that be known for everybody else. Tone, Master well, General. It says in the headlines, now I'm on si.com slash college slash HBCU. Yes. And it's on the HBCU Legends page. And it says, Morehouse College may have landed a big name to become its football coach. Hugh Jackson still qualifies, right? Big name? Yeah. It's six in the morning. He hasn't coached here in five years. Yeah, it's a pretty big name. I just want to make Gotta sure. Gotta give him that. Gotta give him that. That was a hell of a way to start things off I'm with sorry. you. Ah, that's okay. Just saw some news. That's all. Did you pay attention to any of the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards last night with uh, Peterlin? You, you know, can say no. It's okay. I saw he was uh, he was I, hustling big time. I want to set you up for failure. You know, you know this was this was one of my favorite events to go to for, for very long. I used yeah. to have... Uh, one local law firm used to invite me to come and sit at their distinguished table, and then on the other end of that distinguished table was none Who other. Who was it, Levy and Gruen, attorneys? It, it was not. Oh. No, it was it Friedman, Damiano, or Smith. Smith. Yeah. Uh, or, or Smith, yeah. It was Jeff Phelps. He was also one of the distinguished individuals that would sit Boy. at this table. So apparently the attorneys you were with uh, like basketball. I think so, yeah. And it was okay. all, it was always a great time. The, the best part of it, and they do an outstanding job with the entire event. It's a star-studded gala. It's a who's who. Mm. The luminaries, the dignitaries of Cleveland sports all in one place at the same time. My God. Uh, but the best part was the drinking beforehand. They had cocktail hour and just, just get after it. Would you go in hot? And see who's being serious about this event. Would you go in hot? Oh, yeah. Were there people you're like, why are you taking this so seriously? Yes. Knock it off. Yes, because people get dressed up. And anytime people put suits on, they think that changes, that elevates the room to a, a different level. That doesn't mean we can't we can't have some fun. I think it makes it even more fun. If you see me over there in a tuxedo, I yes. gosh, I haven't wore a tuxedo in years. I gotta try to remember the last time I had I wore a tuxedo. Huh. I, you know, to, it, I don't remember the last time I wore life, a tuxedo. Kenny, I've never I've I've never actually Worn a tux, even the weddings, all the big weddings. Oh yeah, it was. We do the rent a rent a suit thing, whatever. I guess they are they tuxes. I don't know. Yeah, they had the lining down the. I side. I was the best man in a wedding. Trousers. Yeah, nine years. Oh, I got. Uh, what? Well, okay. Trousers. Did it count? At we went to um we went to a uh, New Year's Eve. It was technically a wedding, 
So I guess it was a wedding. And I wore a velvet black blazer and tuxedo pants. It was yeah. velvet. Does that count? Yeah, hell yeah. I don't know if it does, but fine. I didn't wear a tie. I didn't wear a bow tie or anything like that. I was sweating my ass off. I, I was even... like just getting over being sick. And it was like a day where it was like 50 degrees. And I was in my, um, I was basically starting my uh, last days of Chris Farley face. And uh, it was, it was a sweaty, sweaty, sweaty day. And it was 50 degrees outside. And I'm like, I just kept going outside for air. I go, this is, this is not good. Not a good day. I've never worn an actual bow tie. I've never, I don't know how to tie I wore, it. I wore one, one time uh, for a preschool play. My parents made me wear one. That's the last time. That's how much I don't like wearing them. I remember it. I was four years old. What if it's a good look? What if it's, it's a transcendent look for you? Not with this face. You don't think? Too much. You, I, if I had a neck like yours, I could do a bow tie. I have, I have many thickness in the chins. So, no, it ain't going to look good. What's Obi Shelton up to? Former WKYC reporter. He was a legend he in a bow tie. He wore a lot of bow ties. Yes, That's he did. right. Yeah, let's bring back. I I want to uh, petition the what court. Let's get the bow ties you. back. Excellent job. Did you, uh, Tucker Carlson used to wear a bow tie, too. Yes. Hell yeah. That went away. Why? I don't know. You got to ask him. You're the one who knows him. Oh, he's dressed down now. He's one of the cool kids. Oh, that's true. David Gilbert. Uh, he was at the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards yesterday, of course, because he's the uh, CEO of the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission, and is it Destination Cleveland as well? Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a very well-to-do man. He was on with uh, John Mover Cleveland. and a Shaker, yeah, both of them, which is weird because he was walking by and we were both yelling at him from a bar, <laughs> and you could tell he was with some people. He's like, I don't want them knowing who these guys are. Never mind. That was a long time ago, though. That was back anyway, turn of it, yeah. Um, David Gilbert was talking to Peter <laughs> Lynn. Hey. We were, Dang! All right, we were at the MAG tournament. David Gilbert walked by. He was walking down East Fourth, and Lyman and I were smashed in a bar. <laughs> and we're going, David, David, come Ken. on, David's Ken. David, don't you remember? Get over hey, here! Hey, hey! And he just kept going. What do you want? want a shot? You want a shot? Let's going. go. Bring your friends over. I'm buying a shot. <laughs> I don't care. It's one o'clock p.m. on a, two, it, yeah, a Thursday. Middle of the day on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and you get he he's, he definitely looked over. Oh, we're creating and a scene. He yeah. just kept going. And you, you could tell he's with these guys, and these guys, he did not, that was not the face he wanted to present. Anyway. He was probably trying to procure, like, the women's Final Four seven years in advance at that yeah, time. Yep. That's how that guy works. He works ahead. For all I know, it was Mark Emmert next to him, yeah. and I just was, damn it, hey, get over here. Have a shot with us here. So he was on with Jonathan Peterlin. They were not doing shots last night at the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards, and they talked turkey on a stadium. Tony, you ready to hear this? Yep, let's hear it. Here we go. David Gilbert, we're going to go in order here. This is this big. David Gilbert on the value of spending public dollars on the stadium. Go. People can argue. There's always arguments about should you spend public dollars on sports stadiums and what, what what's the value. To me, there is the economic value, critically important. There's also just the, the psychological value. And I... And yes, I'm a sports fan, and yes, I, I'm, I'm. We're in the business of attracting events. Yeah. But I also feel like I have a real understanding of what sports mean to a community. And I think about how many how many other cities spend billions of dollars to try to get somebody else's team. What does that tell you? Yeah. And we're lucky. All right. What do you think of that? Uh, that is something I would expect him to say. It's something I believe in. Okay. But it's not something everybody believes in. Oh, clearly. Every yeah. time a study comes out on this, it is very mixed on the economic impact 
of of these things, and that's why giving subsidies to the billionaire owners is very controversial. I believe in it. I yeah. do. I do think. I mean, I I told you when I saw John Mayer come into town, not a sports team, just a one night act, and every restaurant from downtown to Tremont to Ohio City was packed. I'm I like, think for, how can we say that these events don't work? I but, think for certain cities it makes sense. I think for Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I think it would make sense. Uh, I, I really think that if they could have put something in, in – is the new stadium going to be in Orchard Park? It's like right next to the old stadium, right? Where, they're, 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 where, the, where people are jumping in the pit? Yeah, the blueprint. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, uh, the pit is being made right now. Um, I think it would make sense in those cities. Like you mentioned, like Chicago, the Bears do not have to play downtown. No, no. nothing – and no. I go, you know what? He's right. There's like, no benefit. Like the, the, the Cubs need to play at Wrigley Field. Like that's part of the mm-hmm. deal. And that's part of the charm of the Cubs. Like you just be, I really think you just become another baseball team if you don't play in that stadium with that history. But you mentioned like the White Sox, they could move to Schaumburg, Illinois, and go. Well, he's kind of right. Yeah, like different for different yeah. cities. I've but, been, I've been to a Big Ten basketball tournament in Chicago, and the city didn't even know it was taking. But place. I'll tell you this though. But I'll tell you this though. Like I think the Bulls and the Blackhawks should play in an arena in downtown because I think that arenas downtown are a still a draw in that case. But big stadiums. In in a city like Chicago, obviously the you know, New York, they their their football stadiums are in Jersey, uh, like the other stuff. Like I don't know if it has to be there. I think you're right about that. Uh, he did talk about now. Lyman and I have heard some things, and we've kind of kept it close to the vest because we have to cross reference some stuff. Um, there are some conversations about the negotiations between the city and the Browns over the stadium. It really, right now is between the Browns and the city, and and the the city are the owners. Uh, you know. We, we, you know, know all the players and and are aware of what's going on. But it's it's you know a lot of negotiation. I think I, I'm one. I really hope they end up staying down on the lakefront. Now this is the interesting part to it, or the one that we have to remember here. The Browns have promised to not leave Northeast Ohio, but there's no there's something missing here. You know, the Browns have already said publicly they're not leaving Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great to hear. But there's a lot of history. Uh, you know, obviously there's now almost 100 years of history with a stadium being down there. You know, that's a conversation about whether or not the city, the stadium would remain in the city proper. And it would be, you know, in the downtown lakefront area. I just think for everybody involved, it would be a not a good thing for the city if the stadium wasn't in the city. Do you have opposing feelings to that? Like, if they were like, "Hey, we're still in, we're still in Cuyahoga County, but yeah. we're, you know, we're down by," I'm not sure of another area outside of Cleveland, Look, right off the top of my head, that I could just throw out there for everybody. I mean, I remember, I remember Independence. Because then people take that stuff and run. Independence was brought up. Okay, um, there, there's a site over on 271 on the east side, you know, in and around Beechwood and. It, I've heard I've heard these sites for years because if you're an if you're an NFL owner and you want to get the best deal possible, then I, maybe pit is the is the wrong term. Although in real estate, that's probably the right term. Is you want to pit communities against each other because they want you potentially. Mm-hmm. So to drive the best deal in a negotiation, you want to make it seem like there's other places. If you are acting like there's only one place it can go. Or are you going to get the best deal you possibly can? Not sure. Not sure. But I, I, I think you probably would be right about that. So that's that's one of the things they have to take, they have to keep in mind. Uh, it was asked about building a dome. Here's what David Gilbert said. 
to build a new dome stadium, at least looking at the ones that have been built around the country, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're talking well over two billion dollars. I think the question is ultimately, what's the return on investment? You know, do I think once every twenty years we could get a Super Bowl or a Men's Final Four? I mean, they're still incredibly competitive. I think we could. What about hosting those multiple events? Because it would be if it were a dome and indoor facility, as well as we talk about the field house. What I love what they've done with Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is mm-hmm. they made a lot of other spaces that can be used by people, by fans, by the public in other events. And, and I think that would be important for whatever happens. So the building itself can be used more than just what's on the field. And I think that will be great for the community. And I, and I know that the Browns are thinking that way. The city's thinking. Look, there's nobody that knows more about whether or not this city with a brand new dome could attract legitimate business and the big time of national and international events that we have always hypothesized about being able to bring to Cleveland. There's nobody that knows more. If you give him truth serum is that guy that we just played the audio from David Gilbert. So obviously he would be front and center. Um, He's somebody who travels all over. He knows all the people that bid on these events. He knows what a successful bid looks like. He knows what an unsuccessful bid looks like. He knows the capacity of these these, these different venues. Mm-hmm. He would know. So that is a guy I would listen to. And I don't know, that first comment we played about, you know, maybe once every 20 years, he didn't sound as confident, maybe. Maybe you think I'm reading too much into that. He didn't sound as confident. You know me, I've been Team Dome forever. I have been somebody who wants to, wants, wants to go in December, January, go to a Browns game in a T-shirt and be able to actually use my yeah. hands to clap, not the gloves. Hands make more noise. Just ask those fans in Detroit. It's hard to say. Well, we did the we 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 did the we did the test in structure. Yeah, we yeah. did the everything for everybody. And we came away with a definitive conclusion. Yeah, that it's louder with your bare hands. Yes, I uh, I think though, you know, I've I've been pro dome for a while here, just because I'm like, well, let's let's if we're gonna do it, let's do it right, not talk about it, because you see the stuff that's going on in Buffalo, where every time that they. They clear out the snow. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about $20 a person an hour and boozing and stuff like that. I'm talking about like every time it's like, well, good thing they're building a dome. Oh, wait, they're not building a dome. And it's like, well, it's in Orchard Park and there's not really. And they might have just been told by the NFL, like, listen, you ain't getting the, you ain't getting the you're Super Bowl. You're not getting it. Yeah. And so if you're not getting the Super Bowl, why add a billion dollars to the expense? Because apparently a roof is just to have a roof over your head. It's just going to be very <laughs> expensive. Uh, th- why add another billion dollars to the expense if you're just told point blank you ain't going to get the Super Bowl? Like, can you get the draft again? They did talk about that. Don't need to play it. Don't need to play it right now. But they did talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we kind of got shortchanged last that, time. I think David Gilbert knows that. And I think it, you know, when the when the commissioner and the governor was were in the uh, stadium during the Bears game, I think that that was obviously one of the things that they were discussing. I think Roger Goodell even mentioned that uh, about the possibilities of returning and, and kind of not a make good, but in a lot of ways a make good yeah. because – there was a lot of things done for that event, and it still was because of COVID. Uh, not as big of an event as, as we wanted it to be, but I think the football has done very, very well in Northeast Ohio, obviously, so it becomes that celebration. But putting a dome in, like it's not the begin- it's not just the beginning, and it's certainly not the end of this conversation about what what is the return of it because you don't want it to end up being some sort of a boondoggle where you put something out there and then nothing really fills. You don't want to turn it into an Alamo dome. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we built this stadium. Now we're going to bring this team. And it's like, no, you're not. Nope, Jerry Jones ain't going to allow it. And I know they have like UTSA and, and other schools play there. And, and they have events there and stuff like that. But we know why that stadium was built. 
And so now it, it kind of, I, I don't want to, where you have an NFL football team and the NFL football team would play in it, and I'm sure it would be opulent and nice and everybody would like it, but you would also go, all right, it's the middle of January. I better see some monster trucks driving around or something yeah. like that. Like, we got to get we gotta get going with it. We don't need another medical mart on our hands is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So there you go. David Gilbert uh, with uh, Jonathan Peterling. And hear that whole thing, 923thefan.com. Fantastic with Peterlin last night at the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we go around the NFL playoffs. 745, I've been sitting here brooding on something for about last night. Or for uh, FML, I want to throw that at you. Coming up at 745, because... I've been getting harassed about something, and I kind of just want to throw it out there and see what everybody else thinks. Coming up next, uh, Lima, you said you'd do it if you were Tristan Thompson. I might do it myself. It's about last night next on The Fan. Now the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima give their thoughts on what you might have missed about last night. All right, we had big Cavs news with people celebrating the eight-game win streak. You're getting ready for the Milwaukee Bucks. More news on them in just a moment. Uh, There was... One story that uh, forced people to pause for a brief second. Uh, How big of a deal is it, Kenny, that Tristan Thompson has been suspended by the NBA for 25 games without pay? He violated the league's anti-drug policy. Cavs, in a statement, came out and said that uh, while they support Tristan, they also truly support, you know, the PED program here in this country and in the NBA. It was a statement that talked out of both sides of their mouth, did it not? We stand behind Tristan. We're very disappointed. Okay. Um, I think you said it right. I think you need to come out and just say the truth of this. Yeah. I, I tried to figure out a way to disagree with you, and I went, nope, can't do it. So go ahead and tell everybody the truth of it because it's your thought, and I think you're right. Yeah, if I were Tristan and I was thinking about doing this, and I don't know if Tristan has come out and admitted it, so I guess they still have to say allegedly. Um, But, I mean, coming off the season he had – couple of years ago and he looked like he was out of the league like isn't this exactly what you would want to do if you were trying to continue your career playing professionally is he is his good name Me. sullied over this well his good name has been well, sullied with like my he, wife and many of her friends but not because I, of this I walked right into that one didn't I and then he walked right into it way before anyway um I think that his name has not been Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. His name as a basketball player has not been sullied because of this. He's going to be out 25 games. So when is he going to come back? Postseason? Yeah. No, he'll be he'll be back. I mean, we're at the halfway point okay, so of the season. So he's going to rest and be ready for the stretch run. Yeah, yeah I'll be and, back in March, right? And you're talking about a guy that hadn't really played a full season in five years. His career, he probably thought, hey, am I not going to get a phone call to get back into the league? So I'm going to bust ass, get my body right to where it needs to be. And then you watched him on the floor and you're like, where has this guy been? This guy, how has he not been on a roster the last five years? Mm-hmm. And then the news comes out yesterday, and you're like, oh, okay. The stuff does work. It can't help him <laughs> that much, can it? Kenny, he has been one of the dominant offensive rebounders in the league. Oh, that's why he it's is, a banned substance. So He has been incredible. I cannot believe how well he's played for well, the Cavs. Well, now you can believe how well he's played for the Cavs. I can believe apparently. all of it now. Yeah. But I'm saying, what's, 
is this a big this is uh, you know when we talk about incentives to you know make sure to do what's right and whatever I don't know if I'm Tristan Thompson this seemed to be a good path to get back into the league. If Kenny Carmen owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm showing up courtside tonight with a uh, neck brace on the way Vince McMahon did. We're going to go all the way back, baby. <laughs> uh, do, and by the way, I mean, we, we were just off the air talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we have our new inductees. And obviously, PEDs a huge, huge black eye, as they like to say, when it comes to baseball. But in the NBA, does anybody really care? Hmm. Now, the Orlando Magic team. I don't know if in the in Major League Baseball anybody really cares around it anymore. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Now, famously, the Cavs got eliminated in LeBron's first go-around. Yes. Was it 2009, 2010? Yeah. By, was it Stan Van Gundy's a, Orlando Magic? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then later on, turns out like three or four of the guys all got popped at one point. For PEDs. Yeah, did that make them more accurate shooters, though? Because they shot the they lights did, out, man. I know. I know. They all shot well. I don't know how they lost that series to this day. It's one, and remember, LeBron had a game winner in they that did. series. I remember exactly all time, where I was at. I did, too. I was at Panini's in Belden Village. I was at a bonfire in Marietta. Bought a round of drinks uh, for the patio, and it was a uh, probably the highest bar bill I've ever had. <laughs> no, there's no probably. That's definitely the highest bar bill I, I ever had. I did not have the money for it either, so. Yeah, it was a not a good next morning. And then it was even worse when they lost. I go, what was it all for? What right. was it all That's for? True. Yeah, they ended up losing the series. Yep. Boy, that moment in time, can I have to say, of all Cleveland sports memories, that's got to be up there. It doesn't get talked about enough because they lost the series. Yep. But how you felt in that moment, I mean, that has to be up there with, you know, I mean, we've won a championship, so the championship's going to go first. But the way... That he hit that shot, the way they won that game, yep. and how electric the city was. It was awesome. Because remember, everybody was like, where's his Jordan moment? Where's yeah. his Jordan moment? And then he did it. And I still didn't – I still remember, even as as exciting as it was, I still wasn't that confident in the series. I was still worried. I was still really, really, really worried about that series, even after that yep. shot. And ended up – it was right that I was worried about that series. All right, other news in the NFL – as yesterday on the show, we started talking about Brian Callahan mm-hmm. potentially being hired. So it looks like this is uh, this is a done deal. The question is whether or not he's going to be bringing his pops with him. Uh, the old as man. He, as the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, there have been mixed reports on this. I saw Connor Orr put out there that right now it looks like the Titans have been unsuccessful in trying to procure him away given his contract situation or whatever with the Browns. But we have not seen anything official on that. We do know that the Browns also did an interview with an offensive line coach. So we wondered if the writing was on the wall. You can give him a bump in in title and salary and and him move on. And also, guys, I I cannot stress this enough. Are you really – if he came to you and was like, listen, I want to coach with my son, are you really going to hold him down at 67 years old? Boy, that – Isn't that that a bad look? Isn't that not a good look? That is a big-time question because you're right. Like, the Browns may be able – to just say, hey, look at the contract. You're ours. Like, yeah, man, if he was 36, I think there's a difference. But he's 67. And you could go, okay, well, you're not going to have me anyway out of spite. So I'm either going to coach with my son or I'm not going to coach yeah. you. Either way, I'm gone. And what are you going to do? So it's like if he wants to coach with his son, 
There is a part where you kind of got to go, okay, I'm going to let you out of a contract here. Now, he is not, he, I don't know what the it NFL is, bylaws are about that. Is but. there a difference between the fact that it is in the AFC, but it's not the division? Um, no, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Do they play the Titans next year? Probably do some way, somehow. I have no idea. But I don't think it makes that big of a difference. I just think it comes down simply to if he says he really wants to go coach with, he might just say, you know what? I signed a contract. I signed an extension. I'm going to honor that extension. I'm going to stay here. And that might be perfectly fine. He might say, I like it here. I've been here for four years, tired of moving, and that's going to be the end of it. He could always do that too. I don't know what his personal situation is. I would hope he likes to stay here, but I can't, if I'm the Browns, I can't keep him against his will. Yeah, the He's other too thing, successful of a coach throughout his entire career. It's like, I don't care. So I can take this and We leave had it. a video that went out, you know, Odyssey, 92.3, The Fan. You might have seen it on Twitter. You might have seen it on Facebook, wherever you frequent. Okay. But it was us talking about the potential loss of Bill Callahan. And a lot of people, like a lot of sarcastic, oh, I guess, I guess we should shut down the Browns and move the Browns. Yeah, you guys you are so worried. Up. Thank you for bringing this up. And, and I, I sat there and I said, well, guys, for three years, oh. we've talked about what an amazing advantage it's been to have Bill Callahan with the Browns. That regardless of who is available on a weekly basis at tackle, like he has had that offensive line to be one of the most formidable in the NFL. Yeah, now I'm supposed to act like we didn't say those things? I don't mean to take over about last night here, but can I just play a clip from yesterday afternoon, about yesterday afternoon with Brian Baldinger on how – because everybody's like, oh, you guys react, overreacting. Well, first off, let's not just go ripping a guy because we think he's on the, on the way out the door, okay? We can remain classy about this, all right, and understand this. Second thing is, yeah, it probably is a big deal. Here's Brian Baldinger on the situation. I mean, if they lose Bill Callahan, forget it. Like, this thing might collapse. I mean, everywhere Bill's gone and then left, the offensive line went backwards after he left. I mean, at Philly, Washington, Dallas, I mean, all the places been. The line went backwards after he left because he does more than just the offense line. He does the run game. Like when he stands up in front of the room, he could be the head coach. Some people think he should be the head coach. He's just a commanding figure. And then to look what he did this past year with Jerron Christian coming in off the street, like getting guys ready to play, developing players. Nick Harris, pick a guy, Wyatt Teller. Like he develops players. He's one of the top three offensive line coaches in this business. It would be a tremendous loss, but it's the most valuable coach on anybody's staff. Now, Brian Baldinger's an offensive line guru, but he knows what he's talking about. And there he is. He's telling you. So I'm not just going to sit there and act like it's not a big deal to lose a good coach. They can always hire another good coach. That's not impossible. But you can't tell me you're losing nothing if you lose Bill Callahan. Uh, quickly. Donna Lorraine, go ahead. Hey, yeah, this would be a blow to lose Bill Callahan. Here's the kind of questions that come to my mind. He was down in, Brian was down in Cincinnati, and why wasn't that an issue then? Why didn't they try to maneuver him down in Cincinnati? I don't know if that was a, uh, a Brown uh, move that said, well, I don't want to get anybody from the Cleveland Browns. He was or never not, a fan but, uh, of WKRP. He, yeah, okay. he got it! Yeah, yeah. He got it! All right. Now, now Don, but, uh, I like Skyline anyway, Chili, but but most up here do not. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Cincinnati uh, advocate. but uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, your thoughts, Don? Okay. Well, I don't really, I'm not really. Yeah. Uh, I James Rapine, not around the AFC that. North. Your thoughts? Dave Lapham, Don, Don, we're out of time. I'm sorry. That's it for about last night. Outstanding. I've been getting harassed for three days, and now you're all going to hear about it coming up at 745.
The Marble Mouth has been going after me, and that's all I'm going to say. That's coming up at 7.45. Can I say no to the biggest star on the planet? This was sent to us, a man named Bobby DePaul, who is uh, on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. All right? He said, should the Baltimore Ravens bend over and let a player's girlfriend, Taylor Swift, get a suite over a Ravens fan? So automatically I had to think about it and go, all right, what will we do in this situation? Is she paying for it? I, well, obviously there would be some, I don't know. Do you make them pay for Boy, something like that? I don't that? even know at that what level. What do you do? At that level, I, I kind of think she probably doesn't have to pay for it, but I never know. When you get to that level. It's amazing. The richer you are, the less things you have to yeah, pay for. Yeah, that's typically what how a it life. works. What a country. Uh, you, you would think, would she pay? Do, would you, do you think she, you know about this stuff. I don't. No, do, would I, she pay for it? But I don't know at that level. I mean, also, the other teams, like, would she be in her, would she be in the Kansas City owner's box? You know, I think the NFL, now maybe somebody will correct us on this. I thought the NFL always afforded the other team's ownership to have a, a luxury suite at these games. Um, yeah, there's always a place for the other owner to sit. I think yeah, I would think that that is the case. They don't put them in Gen You know Pop, what? I, I would have to say, because where, where was Taylor Swift sitting at the Bills game? Like, there seemed to be a big well, family a gathering. Suite. Yes, there would seem to be a big family gathering on one of the... Uh, what looked like construction trailers on top of the stadium. Yeah, uh, and half of Cleveland at, at, at was the, in that suite. Yeah, at the at the top of the stands, um, she was in there, and it looked like it didn't look like there was a Hunt family member in there. Now I I don't know all of them to look. I know that what Patrick Mahomes' father was in there, and then uh, Jay, obviously, well, Jason Kelsey was in, and then through the window, and then back in, and then there was plenty I mean, Patrick, of people. Patrick Mahomes' dad looked like he was very frustrated that that game was life and death. What he was watching on the field. And then what was going on behind him was very different. I think he was very, I think he was very annoyed. We didn't but, bring this up on the but air he yet. He had nowhere I think, else to go. Think about it. Yeah. Where else was he to go? I think that I think he was extremely annoyed by what was all the histrionics and everything going on around him. Think, think about what's going on in the field. Every one of these games is legacy shaping. Remember, he is he is trying to do the the unbelievable, which is Go after Tom Brady, and he has had such a brilliant start to his career, and all this is going on. Meanwhile, he's got Travis Kelsey's brother is getting smashed in the back. Travis Kelsey's entire entourage now with with Taylor Swift. In fact, uh, people that we know, Kenny, were in the background (laughs) hanging out. Yeah, okay, I'm going to say this. Our our West Six Barley friends were were over there in the back. And if I were one of those people, I I don't think I'd care what Patrick Mahomes' dad has to think about me. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to show up. What if and, he turns and around and says, "Guys, time. what if he turns around and says, guys, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch the game. I'm trying to watch my son well, try, to, try to go to a Super Bowl." Sir, I'm sure you have all y'all 22 because uh, it's my time to shine. That's the way I'd probably feel about it. I, now nah, I'd probably try to be respectful of him, but I, I wouldn't mind if they were, <laughs> if they already had the liquor thro- flowing and it was like the third quarter and he was saying. We need to knock this off, guys. I, I go, can't no, believe you, you've had your chance this to is, say that in the first quarter. This is how amazing right now the Taylor Swift stuff is. It, in that stadium, if you had somebody jump out, which is what happened, of the suite, yeah. and it was anybody but Jason Kelsey, like let's say it was just a business it's owner a fight. or whatever, it would be a it would brawl. Be a fight. But then everybody looked up and it's like, oh my God, Taylor Swift's there. Taylor Swift's there. Jason, Jason Kelsey is there. Well, did you see? He was cop, tailgating with the Bills fans for the, the game. The cops came through and were like, keeping people away because Jason Kelsey went out into the crowd and every, I mean, Jason Kelsey could probably choke a bear out, 
So no one's going to really mess so, with Jason Kelsey. But I Kelsey. assume, Kenny, if that happened in Cleveland, there would have been a fight, and then I think Buffalo is I don't Cleveland. Know, I don't know how it's to the take same this exactly. type of place. I don't know how to take this in. And they were okay with it. In fact, I the know little it. girl, the one little girl they brought up to get her picture taken or so she could put her sign and show her sign to Taylor Swift. I don't know what would so happen. So Taylor Swift has changed the entire dynamic of a playoff but football game. Also, I don't know if there's a sweet situation where it's that accessible. Right. Like, it is, yeah, it's, it it's looks, different. Honestly, it looks like a press box in a minor league baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be mean spirited towards Highmark Stadium or whatever they call it now. They're building a new stadium. They're building a new stadium, but it's an old style of way. It's what it's done. And it really looks like the press, it's right there like a press box where the people are just sitting right there at a minor league stadium. So I think that's basically the only place you can do it. Like if you go to the Brown Stadium, I've been in a suite one time in the uh, 100 section of the suite. And there's, it's not that far away, but there's a good lip between you and the fans who are sitting in the lower bowl. And then obviously there's people above you, so there's not anything going to see about that. But there's a good lip there where it's like, if you went into the crowd, you're falling over and I, you're not like getting back in there. Like Jason Kelsey could just reach back into the into the window and go right back where he needed to go. So this is a kind of a, 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 a special situation. My thought is like, say where the Browns were in that spot. Do you ask like a person who's like a brown sweet holder, like, hey, can you make a, can you make a, a can you make a change here for just this? Because you, I, don't, I don't think I could say no. I would say like, watch me say no to Taylor Swift. and going, well, no, because are any like the fans, especially if you beat the Chiefs, the fans are going to want to see Taylor Swift. The people on TV are going to want to see Taylor Swift, yeah, and they're going to see how she reacts to that sort of thing. And they want to see that. And also, it is it is the biggest pop star in the world, and it kind of adds to the ambiance of it. And I have to add this in. They are Clevelanders, and we kind of always want to have a good relationship with the Kelseys here, do we not? I don't think either of them are ever going to play for the Browns. I mean, Jason's probably so done, I and think it seems our like Travis fans, might be done. So, I think our listeners right crazy. now are saying no chance. No chance you're just giving up a suite to Taylor Swift. Um, what but, do I get out of it? But, well, that's that's the other part. I added I added one contingency here. What if Taylor Swift said, if you give me a box and we get to do that, we get to do exactly what we just did in Buffalo, uh, I will not forgo Cleveland in my next tour. In fact, I'll give done. you guys two shows. Done. It's done. It's done. And then you know Jimmy it's Haslam, done. and you just done. know, you know, like billionaires can buy their way into almost anything, in. but maybe they can't buy their way no. into hanging out with Taylor Swift, if, and they might want their grandchildren to get a one-on-one if, FaceTime with Taylor Swift. If worse like they are worse, coughing up that no, box. I'm sorry. I know that there's plenty of great companies here, and I'm not going to mention anyone in particular, but I would go in there like with the cane from the Showtime at the Apollo and pull them out of there to bring in Taylor Swift for that type of situation. Because now we're just laughing about it because we're making money on the deal. Uh, you know what? And whoever I pull out of it, I go, hey, I'll get you tickets to the Taylor Swift concert up close. Okay, you want to take your family to the Taylor Swift concert? I know you. I know we're. Hey, I'll bring you into General Pop out here with the regular stadium folks. You get to do that. Taylor Swift's going to take your thing. I'll give you a meet and greet with Taylor Ford. How about that? Let's make it all good because it's Taylor Swift. It's Taylor I, Swift. I think she's on a different level. That even though a Browns playoff game at home is the only thing that would matter to so many of us, and so many of you are sick and tired of Taylor Swift. I know you are. You know the owners are not sick and tired of Taylor Swift. They would do anything but I'm not, to hang out with Taylor Swift. And I got nothing against the lady, so maybe I'm not the right person to ask this because I know there's plenty of football fans who are, like, disgusted and tired of hearing about her. I know that they what they got a count going on in the midday show about how many times they bring her up. Like, I get all that, but if it were to be our situation, like, you saw that. Like, there was – the Bills are fighting for their playoff lives, and it seemed that nobody – in red, white, and blue, was upset about Nobody. Jason Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift, 
The only person who seemed to be upset was Pat Mahomes. That was it. Everybody else was having a good time. Bills fans, whatever Chiefs people were there, everybody. So I, I don't think there's... It's a hostile environment, Cleveland Brown Stadium. But so is the Bills Stadium. Mm-hmm. So is Highmark Stadium. And those people are all having fun. And they went home very frustrated. They wanted their coach fired. They question whether or not what their ceiling is. They question their ownership. But the people who are in that section, they have a story to tell for the rest of their lives. It's hard to say no. I don't think I could do it. I, I think I would have to make an agreement with whoever sweet it would be and go, listen, we'll get you a meet and greet with her. Your kids are here. They're going to want a picture with the biggest pop star in the world. Let's let's work this out. Maybe we can get you in somewhere else. You got to do it. People are saying Bill's uh, E. Frisco, Bill's Mafia is soft. I don't know. Would it be any different anywhere else? I don't think it would. If you Taylor think it'd be Swift, different here, fine. Taylor Swift six. is in a different dimension right now when it comes to superstar. I can't have Travis and Jason Kelsey talking trash about the city on their podcast for years and years and years to come. <laughs> I can't do it. I have to make this right, guys. I'm sorry. I have to say yes to her. 216-474-0092. Around the NFL playoffs at 8 o'clock. And it's not QB versus QB. But that's how we all want to see it. So we're going to do it anyway. Next on The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 